Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Confident Coach Club, where we help new and aspiring coaches start and grow their business. We talk about finding your niche, packaging your services, creating content that your audience loves, and finding your first couple of clients. It's kind of like the business school for coaches. I'm your host, Liz Huber. Welcome to the show and enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Confident Coach Club podcast. I'm your host, Liz Huber, and today I'm excited to bring you a special Q&A episode together with one of our team members, Cedric Reeves. Welcome to the show, Cedric. Hey, hey, it's uh, nice to be here. Awesome. So, um, so glad to have you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead and introduce myself. So yeah, my name is Cedric. I'm working with Confident Coach Club, and I'm also a meditation teacher. Great. So Cedric is, uh, is a meditation teacher and coach, and so I'm really excited to have him on the show today, and we'll do this episode together. And I know you have prepared a few questions that you know just came up while you're building your coaching business. And I was going through the list, and I realized you know it's probably questions that a lot of you guys in the audience have as well. So we thought we'll record an episode on this. Go ahead and ask the first question. Alrighty. So, um, okay. First question is, so you recommend getting out there, coaching, coaching for free, just, you know, getting out there, getting the experience. And so that's all good and well. So what if I'm coaching for free for a while, but then at what juncture do I say, okay, you know, basta, when is it enough? And then I need to start charging. Like, do you have any kind of, what's your sense around this? Do you have a heuristic? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really, really great question. So the reason I'm recommending to coach for free in the beginning is to really increase confidence, right? So, however, it's important to know that you should not coach for free until you feel confident enough to charge. So that's, you know, right off the bat, because that's something you probably will never get there. Coaching is something that still, like as an experienced coach, it still challenges me every day. I'm still nervous, you know, before new client calls or even recurring clients. I'm still nervous before sales calls. I, I still doubt myself, you know? And so it's something that you should definitely not wait until you feel confident enough to start mm -hmm. charging because that, you know, that day will probably never arrive for most coaches. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like what I recommend is, it, there's not one answer or one number I can give. It's really, it depends on what type of coach you are, also how confident you are. And there's a lot of other things that it depends on. But um, there's a couple of elements to consider. One is coach until coach for free until you know what you want to be coaching on. So uh -huh. for me, when I started out, I was doing totally open life coaching. So I got three free clients and said, okay, here's a list of 12 areas of your life. You know, it was like, you know, finance and, and health and, and relationships and, you know, work, all of them were on there. And I said, choose three of those areas and we're going to work on them together. So, okay. uh -huh. and interestingly enough, like I then, I really realized what I like and what I don't like. And very quickly realized uh -huh. I don't want to coach, about, you know, on relationships. Like two of those three people mm -hmm. that I coach for free, relationships and I was just sitting there I was like you know 
is that I'm not qualified. I can't coach you through this, yeah. but I just like, <laughs> you can tell if you sit there and you just like, I can't set this conversation. I don't want to talk about this. Right. And that's totally <laughs> okay. okay. You're not a bad coach. If you feel this way, it's just a sign that this is not your area. Right. So Sure. Often relationships, yeah. dating, marriage, counseling, marriage coaching, that might just not be your thing. And also health, that was also, um, mm. or weight loss, it was not, I was also like with health, it's always like you kind of need, you know, need some other uh, credentials, like, you know, need to mm. be a nutritionist or personal trainer or something. So that's a little bit of a different area. But for me personally, yeah. I also didn't want to coach on, on weight loss. So what I did find out, however, is that I really enjoyed working with entrepreneurs. So two of those three people that I picked at random, they happened to have mm-hmm. their own business. And that's something I really enjoyed helping them on, you know, mm-hmm. business strategy, but also on becoming more productive. So that's really where I realized, okay, this is actually what I want to do. And I mm-hmm. also realized what I don't want to do. I don't want to do career coaching. So that other person, uh-huh. she was also like, you know, there's constantly issues with her boss and like, you know, it, it's about mm. how can I get promoted? And I also was sitting there similar to relationship coaching where I was like, I just, I don't want to have this conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Okay. So kind of a little bit yeah. of what I hear you saying is, okay, so figure out what you like, what you don't like. Then when you figure out what you do like, that's kind of appreciably po- pointing towards your niche maybe something that, you know, you like it for a reason, you've probably liked it for a while, you've developed some expertise, it resonates, there's like even some stamina, then, okay, you're more, let's say, confident in that you can actually present real value for the client, and then, okay, all right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's really the first one, coach for free, until you know what you like, and where you can see yourself Mm. coaching ongoingly, right? Like I can see myself having these type of conversations every week, every day. So that's very important. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, Mm -hmm. and that could even lead to you realizing you don't want to be a coach. That's fine as well, right? That's why also that's one of the reasons I recommend coaching for free. And I recommend not getting certified with, you know, buying an expensive coaching training program right off, you know, at the start, because you might not want to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to another one of your podcasts where you brought that up and it was, man, that was really hit me as a salient point, not to invest in something that you might not like, figure out if you like it first. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that's the first step. And then once you kind of know, okay, like I'm liking this, you know, I have a a niche or also the target group, the type of people I enjoy working with. Then the second element to coaching for free or continuing to coach for free is are you able to get your clients tangible results? So that looks very different for, you know, for, for every type of coach. Like for me with productivity coaching, I can usually get people tangible, tangible results within like one to three sessions. So I, I don't need to coach them for three months in order to see some impact. I might do a few sessions with someone and they might already see improvement in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what you want to look for. And so for some people, they might actually, or for some coaches, they might actually need to, you know, work for free with someone for two to three months in order to actually see, am I able to get results? Uh-huh. 
for other people they might be like you know um let me do one or two sessions oh wow okay i'm really getting results i'm also getting feedback from my testing clients and then that's kind of a good indicator so you definitely want to coach for free until you get to a point where you get that post po uh, like you know positive positive feedback from from people yeah. and there sure. are results and they're saying this has improved my life my business or right. whatever you're working on right 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 yeah get some proof of concept and then honestly this is reminding me of something else that i heard you say about um you know to build confidence you really want to reflect on and believe and know this is a good deal for the client like i know when they undertake this this is good for them and that like that kind of being a very adaptive kind of affirmation in that in that vein yeah yeah absolutely and so you really want to look for you know that feedback you want to when you're working with clients for free always make sure that you're telling mm -hmm. them you know that they they giving you detailed feedback honest feedback is part of the deal mm -hmm. so that's kind of like this, you know you question for free they give you feedback and so in, in in our online course we actually have a couple of you know templates for that you know the type of questions you can ask that not only give you accurate feedback of how well you're doing but also generate responses that you can then use as a testimonial so the questions yeah. are kind of phrased in a way that when people answer that you can then just tuck the the answers together and have a great testimonial for your website and so you definitely want to coach for free a couple of clients that will give you these testimonials it's a great you know confidence booster mm -hmm. it's great for your website or your your social media wherever you you know your hub is sure. it's just so you you know when you get the first paying clients they also have the confidence and the trust in you that you have created yeah. results previously sure okay okay that's clear and then are there any just other whatever any what else can coaches do to increase confidence because you know this is kind of really one of these issues that seems to really plague coaches in the beginning so what else would you add to this yeah that's a that's a good question so the most important thing what i would say is keep your successes keep track of your successes and keep them top of mind so uh -huh. i like to recommend to my clients to keep like a victory log or you could call it a success mm -hmm. file or it doesn't matter how you call it it's basically like a document yeah. or maybe an excel file or it's a page in your journal where you actually keep track of all the positive things that happen right yeah. and particularly for coaching i recommend keeping track of all the positive feedback you get from clients or people you've impacted yeah. so whenever someone says hey you know or save you know save these mm. emails when someone says oh my god this session was so good it really helped me <laughs> yeah and yeah. put them in this big files so i have this huge yeah. log where I, every time i get an email even an email when someone you know says something nice about an article i wrote or a podcast episode sure you know save all of this and put it in this sheet and you know just the, yeah. the the ritual of actually you know like acknowledging the feedback and putting it in the sheet is, is already great for your mindset sure. but then also keep that close and just if when you do feel down or you're doubting yourself you have a phase of imposter syndrome look at that right and then this is sure. your proof right so like basically keep track of all the proof that you're an amazing coach 
And when you're doubting yourself, look at that. Yeah. Well, you know, in, interestingly, like when you say that, what, what comes up in my mind is, you know, the research says that supposedly 85% of your thoughts are negative, right? And so, like, you know, that's, that's not good. So it's like, yeah, you actually act, have to actively kind of, what's the right word? You know, go against the grain because, you know, the, you go with the grain, it's negative. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it's really your default will be as a coach will be to doubt yourself, to think negatively yeah. about yourself, your performance, what you can do. So you consciously yeah. need to, you know, make it a, you know, even make it, you could make it a ritual. And that's another point, like yeah. create these high confidence rituals, right? To like, there's a couple of rituals I recommend. One is I recommend something in the morning that sets you up for a great day. Sure. This could include your morning ritual, could include, you know, reviewing your success file. It could include a, a meditation or a visualization where you're, you know, you're mm -hmm. visual, visualizing yourself, coaching clients, getting these successes, or, you know, like you could also, or like standing on a stage and, you know, delivering a great mm -hmm. speech, like putting yourself into that future mm -hmm. and that primes your brain for, for a great day. Right. Totally. And then also that's the morning, but then I also recommend having a high confidence ritual before you have sales calls or coaching calls. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's really when you can, when you kind of get really nervous, you know, you're doubting yourself and in a sales call, the person can feel that and they won't sign up for your coaching if they feel yeah. that you're not like you say the prize and you don't believe that that's you know <laughs> what your work or what your coaching is worth they totally feel that right sure. so <laughs> do what can you do before a sales call or before a coaching call to get into the best possible high confidence mindset yeah right sure. and so some of the things i think it's very individual but some of the things that worked for me yeah. Again, visualization, like rehearsing, being in that call, doing a good job, right? Getting great feedback. But then also what works well for me is um, doing some kind of like cardiovascular exercise. So it uh -huh. could be like sure. putting on a song, dancing for three minutes. It doesn't need to be running for half an hour. It just needs to be, you know, getting your heart rate up, some good music. <laughs> it can really make a difference. Sure. Yeah, that like, um you know, whenever I'm uh, like nervous or especially like self-conscious, you know, I just like do like these little meta prayers. It's like, oh, may this person be well, happy and peaceful, well, happy and peaceful. And, you know, just, just kind of, you know, rewire, right? Yeah. yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. All right. So let me actually, I'm going to re-ask the same question. What mm -hmm. else, what other kind of confidence building, you know, tips do you have for new coaches? Um, yeah. Any other yeah, thoughts? yeah. Um, so another thing is continuous learning and improvement. So when you're actively working on improving your skills, and that's not only your coaching skills. So there's actually three areas you should work on as a coach. Your coaching skills, right? Actually, how can I get better? Learn new coaching yeah. tools. You know, maybe record your coaching sessions, listen to them, see what you can do better. So work on your coaching skills. Secondly, work on your business. So like, how can you improve your sales skills, your marketing skills, you know, working on a new channel, like a social media channel, for example, like, you know, educating yourself there. 
And then thirdly, working on your own personality and your own self-improvement, yeah. right? So how can I feel my best or how can I improve my life? Because obviously as a coach, yeah. you know, you don't need to be perfect. And that's very, you know, that's also a, a big helper in confidence. Most coaches think they need to be perfect, right? But yeah. none of us are perfect. The entire human experience is, you know, it's a definition of imperfection. <laughs> so always remind yeah. yourself of that. But of course, like, so, so you don't need to be perfect. You, you know, your clients want an authentic coach, but of course they also want someone that they can look up to. So like you kind of need to walk your talk. So what can you do? Sure in your own life to improve yourself can you work with yeah. a health coach right can you mm. um or with your business can you work with a business coach or is there a group coaching program you can join so like you're asking your clients to invest in you and invest in coaching but are you doing the same for yourself so that's a right yeah important right. question like the way i'm yeah. thinking the way i'm thinking about this is you don't need to be perfect but you know basically you need to have a positive trajectory in your life because like you know that's what the the client's looking for and you need to model it and then you'll just feel generally more confident and better about yourself generally okay yeah yeah exactly and so the act of you know making time for continuous self-improvement for your coaching skills your business yourself mm -hmm. that will give you confidence because it you know it, it creates that upward momentum of you know i'm improving myself i'm yeah. constantly getting better learning new skills especially in learning new coaching skills makes you more mm. confident, right? In the session. Sure. So like preparation sure. is always, and that's another thing, right? Preparation makes you, it can, you need to balance it out. Like it can go towards you're over preparing and it can make you feel less confident and you're procrastinating on things, but generally to right. a healthy extent, improving your skills, investing in learning mm -hmm. and preparing things like sales calls and coaching sessions can help to really improve your confidence. Sure. Oh, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. And there's one, right. there, there's one last, last point I have here, which is also, yep. it's kind of like a mindset shift that can help. I'm not sure it's really about confidence, more about like that anxiety you would have in, in coaching calls. Right. So, take the focus away from yourself if you're constantly oh, focusing yeah. how am i performing how do i sound in a coaching call you know do they like me you know then you're in this anxiety state of yeah. mind right and you're you know it's you might not be in high confidence but if you put yeah. away the focus from yourself and yeah. focus on the client instead and say okay what are their needs? What do they need yeah. today? How can I listen to them and pick up what it is that they need today in this session? You putting away the focus from yourself, totally on the client. Yeah. And this, you know, it can, this focus on something bigger than yourself can really help you. It, then it's not even about confidence anymore. It's just about kind of getting yeah. into the state of mind that it's just not about you. It's completely getting out of the ego mindset. Is it actually beyond well, confidence? No, no, totally. And to this point, you know, as far as I can tell, all negative mind states are actually self-referential mind states. So if you simply concern yourself with the benefit of others, like it's, it's nearly impossible to 
be in a negative state. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay. All right, cool. Great. What's All next? Right, so I've got, I have another question for you. Okay, so, you know, there are, you know, there are coaches that are really into, like they really just feel this like, okay, this is my calling. But that calling might not, what's the right word, correspond with an interest or an ability to set up your own business, go through all that, do all that admin, et cetera. So are there any options there? What, what, are, what's, what would you recommend for the coach that, yes, they want to be a coach, but maybe they don't want to set up their own business. Are there even options? Yeah, that's a really, really good question because I think most coaches don't think that there's other options, first of all. But also what I want to actually start out with is that it's the, I think the most common cause of failure that coaches, they are great coaches, but they don't realize that building a successful coaching business yeah. is as much about being a great coach as it is about being a great business person. So you need to be a great entrepreneur to build a great coaching business and to have success as a coach if it's sure. your own business, right? And so if you're, you know, maybe you're in the training program right now, you're doing your certification, really you know be aware that it takes a lot more than just being a great coach to make it a success and so there's a lot that you can learn right it's not like don't worry if you don't have any business experience like you know the confident coach club we have like our entire online course our coachings they're entirely focused on the business side of coaching because i know it's not usually not they will cover it in certification programs but not enough, right? So it's really, that's why I said before in the question when we talked about you continuously need to work on improving, you know, your coaching skills, your business skills and yourself, it's really a separate area. And so don't worry if you don't have coaching, if you don't have business experience, it can definitely be learned. And there's a lot, you know, out there, even free information on the internet that you know, you can, or you can hire your own coach. So it's definitely not the end of the world if you don't have previous business experience. However, if you don't, either you just can't see yourself as an entrepreneur or you don't want to be an entrepreneur, there's Mm -hmm. definitely other options. So if you're sure that it's not just, you know, fear, anxiety, or limiting beliefs that keep you from starting your own business, and there's definitely a lot of benefits to start your, starting your own business because you will have, in terms of income, it will just, it's unlimited, right? What you can charge, how many clients you work with, or you, mm-hmm. know, you can do group coaching programs, you can scale it. You are the creator of that business, so it's unlimited mm-hmm. possibilities. So that's the really good upside. But if you don't want that, there's other options. <laughs> First, if you're right now employed, think of options that you can use your coaching skills at work. If you're a manager or a leader, right? And there's even like this trend actually in leadership that goes towards actually, you know, stepping away from managing someone and really going towards coaching someone. So it's perfectly, you know, you can be a coach Mm. in your leadership position, in your manager position. Sure. If you have a Mm. team. So that's a first really great option. It can also be, you can be employed, but specifically work as a coach. So like bigger, you know, companies, they might hire as part of their HR team, they might hire someone, you know, an internal coach or an internal trainer. 
um, right. or like, you know, some or someone who is maybe giving some trainings, but also responsible for coordinating trainings. So it could be like a mixed position, but there's definitely yeah. in bigger companies, there's opportunities out there. So if you want to practice coaching skills, you know, and you maybe you're not ready to start your own mm -hmm. business, that's a great way, you know, not just thinking what are coaching opportunities right now, the rule I have right now, but what could be job opportunities that I could be looking for where I'm actively in a coaching right. role, um, even sure. though, you know, I, I'm still employed. So that's, that you know, sense. employed. And then also there's two other options that are a little bit more towards, you know, being your own business, having your own business. One is you could work for other coaches. So I know the big, you know, guys in the industry, like, I think you mentioned Brooke Castillo and then mm -hmm. uh, Tony Robbins, just two that I know of right now, that do have their own team of coaches. So basically, you, if you work for them, you don't need to do any of the sales and marketing because mm -hmm. they already have that big brand. They have a big audience. So the client, the leads will just come in and then you basically, uh, you know, it depends on, I'm sure like everyone has a different setup, how that works. If you, you know, mm -hmm. you get a um, commission or, you know, like you need to pay them a lead fee or whatever, but basically sure. you can expect that the coaching client leads come from them. Yeah. Usually that's attached and that's important to know. It's usually attached to a specific coaching philosophy. So, uh -huh. And it might also be attached or like, you know, you need to actually take their certification program to become a, sure. I don't know, Tony Robbins certified coach, and then you can be part of the team. So that might be also an upfront investment. Um, so that's definitely different, like for everyone, how that works, but that's an option. If you first, if you don't, you know, feel confident enough or you don't want to right now start your own business, or you're just really convinced of a specific coaching methodology. If you really yeah. love the Tony Robbins way or how Brooke Castillo is doing it, or I think Brandon Bouchard does it as well with his performance coaching. If you're really, you know, super convinced of that method, then it's a great opportunity to do that. If you're, sure. Well, it also seems yeah. like, it also seems like an opportunity to just get a whole big bolus load of coaching experience, you know, maybe, because obviously, you know, we get better as we go. And, you know, there are all these kind of levels of like building mastery. You know, they say that you can build quite a lot of mastery at like 2,000 hour mark. So, you know, maybe you can just do 2,000 hours of coaching. What is that? I don't quite know how long that would take, six months or so. And then by that point, you'd be pretty expert. And then you can go start your own business. Yeah, exactly. And it can also give you credibility, right? So if you're, for example, you're sure. a, a performance coach and you do work with or for Brendan Burchard, and he's really big in the mm -hmm. performance coaching space, it gives you credibility of saying, you know, I was a coach under him, you know, sure. like I was part of his team, I was, I was trained by him, I was working with him, and now I'm doing my own thing. So it can be a great, you know, jump, you know, jump board. Sure, yeah, sure, springboard, definitely. Huh. And then okay. th there's one other option, which is there's actually coaching platforms. So that's, it. Uh, kind of requires yeah, okay. having your own coaching business, right? So that, but it's just something where you don't need to. Um, so, for example, there's companies like Better Coach. I think they're in the U.S. Okay. 
And then there's another company I know of, they're called Sharpest, they're in Europe. And there's probably a, a whole bunch of other ones. We'll definitely do a blog post on them, you know, listing, sure. listing all these platforms out. But the, the idea of these platforms is that they match coaches with companies or with clients. So it's different, yeah. it could be kind of a, a direct coach to client platform. It can also be, for example, what Sharpest does is that they go to big companies and kind of, you know, acquire this big company with like 500 employees that need to be coached. And then they, uh -huh. you know, distribute these employees among the coaches they have on their platform. Okay. So it, it, like the differences in the platforms are like how much are they involved in matching or is it more a marketplace where you still you know, need to pitch yourself and, and, you know, you're really competing or is it literally like they match you and they can even guarantee you to, you know, be fully booked. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So you're going to be somewhere on the continuum of kind of to what degree you need to run a business that you might be able to outsource kind of a lot of it, but okay. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Now also what about coach me? I've heard of it. Um, like what's the deal with that's kind of similar or yeah, it's definitely similar. It's also a, a platform. It's still marketplace-like, as far as I know. I have uh -huh. personally not worked with them. Um, I've only worked with Sharpest. So, yeah. but Coach Me, I think it's more a marketplace. Yeah, but it's definitely great. The, the problem you will always have with these marketplaces or um, yeah. or platforms is that usually the pay that you can get per hour it will definitely be less than when you could charge when you're just going out on your own. Because like sure. I said, it's kind of unlimited. What you, if, you're, if you have your own business and you fully you know, process all the payments, there's no one who's taking a cut, like you decide, you decide you know, how, much, how much you're gonna charge. And then these platforms sure. either set the price or there's so much competition in the marketplace that it kind of detracts right. the price. Sure, okay. Good, all right. Wonderful, Liz. Good. Well, this was a real pleasure. This was pleasure. fun, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. We'll definitely do another Q&A episode soon. And so feel free to submit your questions. We have two options. One is on our homepage, confidentcoachclub.com. If you go to the podcast, there is an option to submit your question. And you can also send me an email directly at hello at confidentcoachclub.com. All right. Thanks so much for, for coming on with me, Cedric. Yep, sure. Thanks, Liz. All right. Bye-bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>